Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And if you're listening to this episode, congratulations, you survived 2020. And all you got was this crappy podcast. (laughs) Ain't that the truth. (laughs) They were clearly out of shirts. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so you, you got to rep a yeah a podcast. Yep. <laughs> not not that you have anywhere to be where you could wear a shirt. True. True. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go show off my new shirt at the mall. Where the fuck is everybody? <laughs> Actually, where's the mall? I, For real. They're kind of gone these days, aren't they? Yeah. But yes, it's 2021. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly, as far as we know. I'm I'm convinced we're still in. The 13th month of 2020, okay. but I have not been able to prove it yet. Yeah, it's a... So it's pending. <laughs> I'm looking for evidence. We shall see. Yeah. We'll have a real good idea by the end of this month. Yeah, yeah, right. Which way we're swaying. <laughs> yeah, 2021, I hope you're listening. The bar is set so low, it is nearly impossible to be worse than 2020. So, <laughs> hopefully... I mean, did you really have to challenge... <laughs> 2021 like that i mean i'm not the first to say it so if it happens it's not my fault i'm just saying there's a the odds are in our favor next thing we know 2021 is gonna say hold my beer to 2020 <laughs> yeah <laughs> well let's hope not and that's all on you no I'm everyone not, here heard I'm that not, that is not, on you i am not the first you are person to, blame to say that if shit happens oh my gosh whatever fine just blame me anywho yeah it's a new year Mm-hmm. Any resolutions? Uh, I mean, I didn't know. do we really care about that this year? <laughs> yeah. I feel like my resolution was, please let 2021 be better. <laughs> it was just like a, a <laughs> cumulative resolution of, yeah. upon the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like people are going to have a lot lower standards to the resolutions this year. Yeah, I didn't even uh, Only eat five meals a day. <laughs> only order out... Once a day. <laughs> yeah, uh, I didn't even bother setting any this year. I had some unofficial things that I want to plan on doing, but they're more like personal goals. I'm not going to call them resolutions because resolutions always fail. <laughs> yeah. Well, the only thing keeping me from going to the gym is obviously the gym right now. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. It's closed, so you can't. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's not my fault. <laughs> I have one that I want, but it's, it's completely out of my control okay so it's it? i guess it's not really a resolution it's to go see one more movie in theaters before i die <laughs> before you die yeah. so that's like a resolution for the rest of your life <laughs> yes okay i mean i'm just you're just really hoping to wonder if, yeah. if we're gonna have that experience anymore yeah obviously i want it to be pandemic free yeah not just like i don't wanna... a bunch of people in, in a room coughing on each other yeah. That doesn't count. No. We had that before the pandemic. It was called the Dollar Theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Got them. I literally had to leave a movie one time because I felt like I was just dirty just being there. Mm-hmm. Everyone was making noises and coughing and like some kid cried and I was just like, ugh. I just yeah. had to leave. I was like, I don't care enough. It only cost me $2, so bye. 
it was called a dollar theater, but they yeah. charge you two dollars. Yeah, I know. Wow, I knew you were gonna bring that up. Fucking frauds. They started out as a dollar theater. Fucking frauds. And then every other day, so then only Tuesdays were a dollar, and every other day. Well, then was change. Two. Then change your fucking name, you frauds. Right. You're not a dollar theater. You're a two dollar theater. Yeah. Why don't you at least call yourself double or nothing? <laughs> or just go ahead and call yourself a two dollar whore. <laughs> I mean, depending on what they're showing, they might get more people in there. True. Do you believe that used to be a thing? Not to get off topic. What? Not that we ever were on topic. Oh, like... But, like, the porn theaters. Like, yeah, that was a general where, thing. Where, like, more than one person is in the room. Yeah. <laughs> You're watching, like, like a porn How many people movie? you think were, like, masturbating but thought nobody knew that they were doing it? Probably everyone in the theater. Almost every time. <laughs> It's really weird to think about that. Fours are all sticky, but they don't even have popcorn. Yeah. They're like, it's soda. <laughs> all right. Should we get into some of the new releases? For 2021? Yes. We have a, quite a bit of things that dropped. Let's do it. Yeah. New year, new releases. New us. <laughs> I was avoiding that comment. Oh, I thought we were joking That's why about I didn't it. say new me. Oh, okay. I thought it was a joke. It was a play on that was never going to come to fruition. Got it. All right. First up, Amazon Prime on the first dropped uh, Dexter seasons one through eight. In case anybody's been hankering to watch that in uh, preparation for the reboot or revival. Revival, I guess Mm. is what it's called. Well, it's not a reboot. Yeah, it's just. It's a, they're bringing it back. Basically, they're giving a second finale because they realized the first one sucked. Wonder how many years till Game of Thrones will do that. They won't. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Too much CGI. There's not as much, like, effects in Dexter, so. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Game of Thrones was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Is that your hot take of the day? Yeah. <laughs> Here, Here's the thing. Uh-huh. They took way too fucking long to travel in the show every fucking season before that. Yeah. So then when they finally made it, like every other show has, mm-hmm. people lost their fucking shit. Yeah. That was the big problem people had was how fast it they took. They rushed it. How fast they got places. Yeah. Which I get. But you're also watching a show full of fucking dragons and mythical creatures. So... There was just... Maybe a, fight the right battles. There was just a wild shift in the pace of the show. And it didn't make sense. And it seemed rushed. So I think that's why people were so pissed. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, <laughs> that's your opinion. Coming up on January 7th. Gretel and Hansel, an indie horror movie, is coming to Amazon Prime as well. This one seemed like you'd be interested. Yeah, I wanted to watch that in theaters. It was, I think it was around the time when shit was shutting down, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to see it before it was gone. Yeah, uh, and this one's also going to be on Hulu, in case anybody only has that option. Uh, CBS All Access, we have the Star Trek Discovery Season 3 finale coming up. I think it's Thursday, the 7th? Okay, yeah, I that believe makes it sense. Is. And Disney Plus, on the first, The Wolverine was put on. And then on the eighth, Marvel Studios Legends, episodes one and two. So, I guess I saw something on one of the groups we're on on Facebook saying, like, starting on the eighth, we're going to have Marvel content, new Marvel content, like, every week for quite mm-hmm. some time. Yeah, because they're coming out with WandaVision, yep. I think, next week or something like that. It's the 15th or, yeah, 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 that makes sense. So, yeah, a week and a half. Yeah. And then... Falcon, Falcon Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier, and then Loki. Yep. I didn't realize those were so close. Like, I probably knew the dates, but then, like, in didn't my head, it, it was together. like, it's so fucking far yeah, away. Yeah, that's never. And I'll now never I'm see like, <laughs> it, it's in a couple months. Yeah. We're getting all three of these shows. Yeah, it's crazy. And then that'll lead either, we'll probably even Overlap. intertwine with Black Widow. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. It might even be released during the time that one of those shows is on. True. Okay. And HBO Max on the first, uh, Snowpiercer Season 1 from, that's the TNT show, is now on HBO Max. That's good to know. Yeah, we never got to watch this yet. I no. wanted to. So I'm glad to see it's on there. Yeah, definitely. At least try it out. Yes. I've heard it's a good show. Yeah. And if it's anything like the movie, I assume it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Courage the Cowardly Dog. I put this on here. I used to love this cartoon. It's super weird and fucked up. I don't know how I. I don't know how it's if it was meant for children at all. Is this but... the one with like the farm people? Y- yeah, the old farm couple. Dog. Yeah, and they always had like an alien invasion yes. at the farm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Super weird, but it was like one of those really late night Cartoon Network shows I got really into in high school. Was it a late night show? I thought it was like like a after school kind of show. I mean. When I say late night, I mean it was also on mm. late at night. I don't know that it was live. Well, I just took that as it, it's intended for older audience. It it may or may not have been on at that time. I just was always watching it at like 10 or 12, like 10 p.m. or mm. midnight or something like that. So that was just when I was doing stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Living the nightlife. Living the nightlife, you know, playing Sims, watching cartoons, being really fucking cool. <laughs> Um, the Batman animated series and Batman Beyond are also now on HBO Max, in case anybody's been waiting to watch those. I feel like they were, I think they were either on there and then left, or they were somewhere else, and now they're coming here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, both very popular series. hmm So, yeah, get on that, anybody who's looking for that. Yes. Nostalgia of those shows. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, I probably shouldn't even promote this, I guess, indirectly, the Batman Death in the Family animated movie mm-hmm. that's heavily quoted yeah, um, is also on HBO Max now. Mm-hmm. I just want to put out a little PR message. Do not waste your time. Yeah. It's trash. <laughs> it's terrible. That's all. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> um, coming up on January 9th, The King of Staten Island. With, that was a movie from last year with... Um, Pete Davidson? Is that the one? Yeah. Yes. Um, I know it's like his unofficial biography movie or whatever. Um, Because everyone's been asking for that. Clearly, yeah. Uh, But anyway. So is it going to have his whole relationship? What's her name? I don't think it's going to be as an adult. I've been thinking it's for like when he was younger. I don't fucking know. Uh, Maybe they should have cast somebody younger then. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Anyway. That's going to be there in case anybody was waiting. It's a relatively newer movie, so it'll be something to check out potentially. I heard good things about it. Mm. Um. I'm not sure that I believe them, but whatever. Uh, Netflix. So, Cobra Kai Season 3 dropped a week early on the 1st. Yeah. Do you think that was a ploy? Like, they intended to always drop it on the 1st, but they were just pretending like, oh, we're doing you guys a favor. I don't know. Maybe. Like, like Stockholm Syndrome? Maybe. Even if that's the case, I'm okay with it. Because it was on the schedule. It was scheduled to come out on the 8th, and then we, like, after midnight, we were on Netflix, and we're like, oh, Cobra Kai is out already. I didn't even think about (laughs) it like that, though. I was like, oh, yeah, Cobra Kai came out in January. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think of it, oh, it's a week early. Yeah. Until after we watched most of it, and then I saw the article that it was coming out a week early. Right. Well, I thought it was cool that they dropped it early. Even it is. If, even I mean, if it was a I'm, fake I, early. I'm not trying to throw shade. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm curious if it was really something that they were like, you know what, fuck it, drop it a week early. Or yeah. if they were always going to drop it on the first, and this was like a marketing thing. Maybe, yeah. To just make if, people feel like they're getting yeah. something more. If it was, it was a good idea. <laughs> um, and then also on the fifth, a history of swear words by Nicholas or with Nicholas Cage's 
who's going to be in it. Um, he's like the, he's the uh, host or whatever. Host, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's going to teach about swear words. Teach about swear words. I think it's an interesting choice. I would have expected someone who's known for swearing more. Nicholas Cage is known for that. Oh, right. I don't know. Who would you have picked? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just Nicholas Cage is known for his face. Like to me, like I always which see, swears, which swear his face swears just by looking at you. That's true. You're right. <laughs> People swear by his face. <laughs> Okay. That's true. Um, I don't know. I don't know who I would have picked. It's off off the top of my head or anything. But I just was... I don't know that I would have expected that. I thought it was an obvious choice. Oh, okay. Well, either way, um, it sounds interesting for sure. Um, Peacock is getting more things now. There was... And then just full disclosure, there was like a slew of things came out on all these services on the first. So definitely go check out their lists if you were looking for new stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm only mentioning things that either we care about or seem like they're important. Uh, this is my personal old nostalgia movie basketball (laughs) um is now a peacock exclusive as of the first which is kind of weird it's an odd choice in my opinion they probably Um, just own the rights to the distribution of it that's true um and then also uh jurassic park the lost world and jurassic park 3 are also exclusive to peacock yeah they're they're serve they're they're streaming whores yeah they are they they, they just bounce to all of the different things yeah Although it's universal, so theoretically Peacock would be the official ownership it would make streaming sense. service of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, it probably is going to stop at some point. But I feel like it's always jumping between services. Exactly. Um, and then coming up on the 8th, there's a new show called Mr. Mayor. Um, season 1 will begin streaming, and that's with NBC, so it'll start on NBC, NBC as well. This one has Ted Danson in it. He's a wealthy businessman who becomes the mayor of L.A. So does he just have, like, a contract that... Whenever a show ends that he's in, he just gets another one? Maybe. I mean... Wasn't he just in The Good Place or something? Yeah. But he's been in a lot of things. He's a good actor. He probably does have a pretty good contract. I'm not attacking him. Yeah. I just... I feel like he's just always in an NBC show now. Yeah. He probably has a really good fucking deal with NBC. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and this show was created by Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. So it has uh, lots of potential just based on Tina Fey and... Let's see. Ted Danson, in my opinion. So I that's I'm all, I might be checking that one out. All right, that's about it. That's all the uh, important stuff we could find coming out. It's quite a few things for people to go check out. Like the old NBC slogan goes, "If you haven't seen it, it's new to you." Is that their slogan? I mean, it used to be. Oh, I, didn't I mean, know it that. probably should be since they have a lot of old shit coming out. <laughs> True. <laughs> all right, we have a uh, decent handful of schedule changes happening in the uh, movies and TV world. That's um, that's weird. I know. It's just the usual business. <laughs> um, a lot of L.A.-based shows are on hiatus um, because of COVID, obviously. Uh, Shameless on Showtime, You from Netflix, are um, they're not going to resume filming this week as they were supposed to, and they're tentatively returning January 11th. But Warner Brothers TV, quote, will evaluate as conditions evolve. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine from NBC is not resuming before January 18th, um, and, but other Universal TV shows may start as early as the 11th. And Disney-owned shows have extended production their production hiatus until possibly January 18th, but possibly later. Um, some of those are American Horror Story on FX, Mayans from FX, and The Orville on Fox. So there's. Lots. I do want to point out that this is that at least tells me that they're working on The Orville season three. Yeah. Or is it four? I don't know. Whatever season they're on. Whatever season, yeah. Because it's now a Hulu show, right? It I used to think be Fox, so. now it's going to be a Hulu original. I think so. 
Yeah. But it still says Fox on here, so I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's a Fox production. Okay. Well, Possibly. maybe maybe it's just also going to be on Hulu. Yeah. But I thought it got switched over to them because it got canceled on... Yeah, I thought it did too. I guess we'll see. Um, so yeah, there's quite a few things because LA is going through a situation right mm-hmm. now and uh, everybody's kind of putting things on hold as much as they can and trying to prioritize the low personal impact or personal contact uh, items on their to-do list so mm-hmm. they can do as much stuff as they can and keep going without having to completely shut down. Uh, also, the Boss Baby sequel, which I didn't even know was happening, uh, <laughs> was originally... <laughs> You're not keeping up on your Boss Baby properties? I am not. I haven't seen the first one. Uh, believe it or not. the boss... Oh, but you know there's only one, huh? <laughs> I just assumed based on the title. <laughs> the Boss Baby family business uh, was moved from March 26th of this year to September 17th of this year. So, what's that, six months? So, bummer, I guess, for people who cared. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just going to be a lot of wanting babies about this. Yeah, yeah. And the Mad Max Fury Road prequel, Furiosa, will be moved to, will be in theaters June 23rd of 2023. Jesus. That is, like, why even bother announcing that at this point? That's so far away. And that's WB, too. So, yeah. that means that they are still sticking to the message that the streaming releases for all their movies is really just supposed to be this year yeah they also have apparently i don't know if we knew this a live action slash animated hybrid of coyote vs acme which is also gonna be hitting theaters in 20 july 21st 2023 so like a month later okay so like the looney tunes characters like wily coyote yeah, that's, okay. that's what I got out of Versus that. Versus, like, the Roadrunner. Yes. Okay. Beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not an Amco commercial. <laughs> oh, man. That's interesting. And also extremely far away. Damn. They're making some serious plans. Interesting fact. Hmm. I'm sure people care. <laughs> My elementary school uh-huh. mascot was the Roadrunner. Uh, the local uh, university here. The mascot mm-hmm. is a Roadrunner, even though we don't have Roadrunners here. Oh. Well, we didn't have them either. Oh, that's, that's also fair, yeah. Probably less likely than here. Kind of like our hockey team is a Condors, and we don't have Condors here, so. <laughs> I guess they yeah. I guess they didn't want to name things like the Oil Derricks. <laughs> or the Tumbleweeds. <laughs> I guess not. Although, one of the high school's mascot is the Drillers. So... Somebody's going to complain about that at some point. I mean, it's that's just... It sounds too sexual. <laughs> it is like the oldest high school in in this city, so it seems like somebody would have said something at this point. So, yeah. But I'm surprised that they haven't, if they haven't. Well, <laughs> just got to wait for one of those whippersnappers to complain about it. Whippersnappers. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There'll be one eventually. Of course. Just give it time for them to not find something to complain about mm-hmm. elsewhere. Yeah. Might be a while for that. <laughs> well, getting to some of our DTF quickies. Let's drill right into them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, Rubik's Cube is getting a full-length feature film. What? How? <laughs> yes. So, this is via deadline. Hyde Park Entertainment, which I believe owns the Rubik's Cube, whatever. The toy concept. Yeah, I think they bought it from whoever created it. Okay. But... As far as I'm aware, they own it. Right. So they've made a deal with Endeavor Content to create this film 
as well as Glassman Media to make also a game show based off the puzzle cube. <laughs> so is the movie just going to be us watching someone solve a Rubik's Cube? Like, what? It's like, <laughs> what's that movie uh, with Tom Hanks? Uh, it's based off those books. Oh, um, oh my god. It's like the hell of religious. He does like a whole yes. puzzle thing. I can't think of the name. We'll go National Treasure. Yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, by the way. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I think he just swears for two hours. Probably, yeah. <laughs> you know who I think I would have chosen? Hmm. Jesse Pinkman, whatever his name is. Aaron Paul. Well, he only has one word. He only word. says bitch, that's so true. So if they have, they should have an exclusive <laughs> episode that he That he hosts. Knows. Or, you know they're going to use that fucking, they're, they're going to use a scene from that show yeah. when they go over the word bitch, yeah. right? They yeah. have to. Also, do you think somebody's going to complain about the language on the show? I hope so. I hope someone's already complained. Uh, what about Samuel L. Jackson? I'm tired of these goddamn, what is it? Motherfucking snakes on, on this, this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. He should be on the one that says fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I don't know. I just in my head it just came to my head, so I had to say it. <sighs> sorry to distract you. So they're gonna do a game show yeah. about Rubik's Cube. <laughs> yeah. They are. A motherfucking game show about a motherfucking Rubik's Cube. It sounds riveting. <laughs> I feel like there's other ridiculous... Yeah. Sooner or later, there's going to be, like, a whole movie about, uh, like, the game Snake. I want to <laughs> say Tetris is even getting a movie or something. I think you're right. It's going to be, like, a like a Wreck-Ralph situation. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so, fun fact. To date, over 450 million Rubik's Cubes have been sold worldwide. Uh, I wonder, personally, if this includes all of the uh, knockoff non-branded ones. Or... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but that's just an, an uh, probably an unknown. Also, who's keeping track of that? I don't know. <laughs> that's why I think it has to be only their brand. Because then they would know how many yeah, units right? they've sold. Exactly. Yeah, Because nobody's aggregating data from all Rubik's Cube type items and being sold. You have to assume that's probably, like, this probably only helps their argument. I was going to say, it probably would only include what they had when they owned it. Not anything before, right? That's true. Unless they have data from their previous company before they bought it or whatever, but whatever. Exciting, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> Always a good puzzle, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of turning a game into a movie. Yeah. The more traditional route is video games. Mm -hmm. And apparently Resident Evil, the reboot, not the shitty ones that have already existed. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> uh, apparently, the reboot has wrapped up its filming. Nice. So, director Johannes Roberts, who is actually known for 47 Meters Down Uncaged. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Which is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, pretty decent. For what it is. Yeah. It's a high-tier creature feature. Yeah. <laughs> Take that as you will. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's directing this, and he had on his Twitter, or on the official Resident Evil Twitter account, they had... 
a screenshot saying that's a wrap in Raccoon City, directed by Johannes Roberts, set for theaters in 2021. Nice. Okay. So probably later this like late this year, I would imagine. I would imagine if they just finished filming, then they've got some post production. That would to do. Need at least a quarter of a year, I imagine. Yeah. Because we're not expecting really good CGI, right? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> not based on the uh, the blind sharks we saw, <laughs> whatever they were. <laughs> so fingers crossed that this movie's going to have a zombie shark, since he's dealt with sharks on set already. True. Yeah, that would. Definitely he knows how be. to direct a a quality shark scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he knows how to make their sharks do what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you guys being dead in the water. <laughs> And I just want to point out, obviously, this is not going to be the animated show on Netflix, which okay. is going to star Leon and Claire, called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Apparently, that's actually game canon as well. So, okay. what happens in that is presumably a part of what you see in the games. It, it in all off-screen off t- yeah. stuff? Okay. And then, of course, Netflix also has a live-action series, which does not have a title yet. But it's apparently going to be based on Wesker's teen daughters covering two timelines, both pre- and post-outbreak. So they're going for a Stranger Things feel with Resident Evil. That's what that tells me. It doesn't sound promising to me. Yeah, not at all. (laughs) So this is like, they're just really fucking going all in on Resident Evil this year. Mm -hmm. Because these are all supposedly supposed to be this year. Damn, okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how that goes for sure. One of those is getting delayed, for sure. Yeah. So on a completely different note, uh, anybody who's a fan of David Bowie, there was a musical that he used to, that he starred in uh, back in the day. Like, I think he wrote it or something, or he, like, co-wrote it with um, the author who wrote the book that The Queen's Gambit is based on, the show that's taking the internet by storm. Okay? So the same author wrote a different book, and... On chess.com? No. <laughs> Not about chess. Um, but that was turned into a musical named Lazarus. And Michael C. Hall, known from Dexter, was starring in it in its production in London. Um, and that was filmed in 2016 during one of its big weekend events or whatever. And that's going to be available online via streaming. If anybody had been wanting to see that and never got to see it, um, that's going to be available. It's weird. I, this is kind of an interesting setup. It's not free. You still have to pay for it. Um, it's going to be $21.50 USD. And it will also not be available on demand. So you have to watch it live. So hopefully your internet doesn't go out if you're trying to watch it. What do you mean live? They're okay. not actually doing they're this live. No, they're streaming it live or whatever. It's like a TV show, essentially. So they're pressing play, uh-huh. and you can pay to watch it, yes. but you have to be there when they you press play. You have to be play. there, yeah. Exactly. Okay. It's like a... It's not on demand. It's, yeah. Even though you're paying it's, for exactly. it. Exactly. It's not That's on demand. That's convenient. It's really weird, right? I've never heard of... I mean, I haven't heard of this, but I guess there's a lot so of things. So this is just the performance theater side mm-hmm. being like, how can we make some money since we can't do anything? Yes. Okay. That being said, I think this, this play or... This play had really, uh, or musical, had really good reviews and it was well received and people said it that Michael C. Hall did an incredible job with it, so I guess it's yeah, a good I opportunity. Heard he, I, I heard he murdered All right. <laughs> the role. <laughs> he might have. Um, so this was actually filmed in 2016 and it's going to have three showings this weekend, um, which are coinciding with basically the anniversary of 
David Bowie's birthday and the fifth anniversary of his death. So it's like a little mini celebration offering in dedication to him. It's on dice.fm, in case anybody knows what that is. It's an app and a website. I don't really know. I haven't used it. Um. <laughs> and a toaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the broadcasts in the U.S. Are, will be on January 8th and 9th at 6 p.m. Pacific or 9 p.m. Eastern. And on January 10th at 1 p.m. Pacific or 4 p.m. Eastern. The U.K. times are 7 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 3 p.m. on Sunday. Um so it's a cool idea. I think it's, a, I've never heard of this. I've heard of dice. I've never used it. So I don't know if anybody knows anything about it, write into us and let us know if we're, if we're just new to the game, but it seems like a cool idea. If people are really into musicals or David Bowie. So want to make people aware of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring that back to life, you know? Definitely. Cause the Lazarus effect. I, yeah. I got your joke. <laughs> you were staring at me like you didn't know what the fuck I was saying. I was just, that was just my face. Oh, <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you brought up Samuel L. Jackson earlier. I did. I can't not bring him up. So, apparently, Star Wars Twitter posted a picture of Samuel L. Jackson on their account as Mace Windu from the prequel trilogy. Really? Saying, the party isn't over, it's just beginning, sending a very happy birthday to Samuel L. Jackson. This, of course, is a reference to his character in a line he has in Attack of the Clone where he says, the party is over, referring to Count Dooku and Jango Fett trying to break up their plan. Right. He said, I'm tired of this motherfucking party (laughs) and it's motherfucking over. (laughs) That's probably exactly how he said it. (laughs) So now the internet is speculating Mm -hmm. that they are hinting and teasing Mm -hmm. that Mace Windu may come back into the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Motherfuckers. (laughs) I've been saying this all along. Yep. Did nobody listen to me when I pointed out that he showed up in the Investor Day back screen along with all the other Disney-based characters? Mm -hmm. Get with the program, people. Gotta start paying attention to people. I'm tired of these motherfucking jabronis. <laughs> Not listening. <laughs> Not motherfucking listening. There you go. So really, we had the scoop, if you think about it. We sure did. I mean, of course, there's a theoretical scoop, because yeah. it's not official. But Definitely, yeah. Once it comes official, oh, I'm going to be on the internet saying, I told you so. <laughs> so Just commenting loudly. on random people. I told you so. I told you so. I told, I told you, you so. so. See above. Look at the above one. I told you so. Yeah. We just post a link to our Disney Investor Day discussion on all of them. Yeah. I mean, I should. Yeah. Maybe you should invest some more time. Yeah. Into our discussion. Yep. In another very popular futuristic franchise, Doctor Who, uh, Jodie Whittaker is supposedly going to be stepping down from Doctor Who after season four. Um, They are, I guess, gearing up for another regeneration, and the BBC spokesperson told uh, Variety that they would not be commenting on any speculation around Jodie's future on the show. I don't know... So, just so we're clear, (laughs) they commented (laughs) on how they will not be commenting. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Essentially, what it sounds like they did is say, no comment. Yes. And then... But they had to say... They had to say... Like they're hella professional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I'm tired of these motherfucking speculations. <laughs> I don't have a motherfucking comment. That's all they had to say. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> yeah, so um, I don't know if that's actually happening. I think it's still kind of a possible rumor. Yeah, from what I understood, though, like, of course, this is all unofficial right now. Yes. It's just what they're saying is happening. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she just straight up quit, and it wasn't, like, an intended oh, transition. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. We, we don't even watch the show. No. So <laughs> I have no context for what this means. Got it. I do know that when they regenerate the character, it's when they change them completely to a different look. It's like playing the long game with Quantum Leap, you know? Yeah. They stay in that character for many seasons at a time. Yeah. Until they solve that person's problem. Yeah. And go on to the next one. Got it. Okay. That's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> Even you are like, what the fuck is Quantum Leap? <laughs> I've heard of it. It's such a good show. <laughs> it was a show about a guy who died. Mm-hmm. But then he has this angel guy who, uh, I don't, I don't remember his name, but he's got this little, like, look like it was basically like the little number pad <laughs> on the keyboard. Pad, and yeah. he, like, had it. And he'd always, beep, beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, <laughs> like, use that to do shit. Yeah. And he always had a cigar, I believe. Okay. I, 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 maybe I made that up. Okay. I feel like he had a cigar all Now the time. I feel like I need to watch this. And, and he would, like, <laughs> shift the guy who died into somebody else's body so that he could help that person accomplish something that they needed to get done Mm -hmm. help them in some way it was like kind of like touched by an angel but like before it's time got it and then like once he like was successful at helping that person by doing it for them Mm -hmm. he then would go on to the next body got it okay good to know retrospect i don't know why i would be watching this show as a child (laughs) i was gonna ask did you watch touched by an angel no, but okay, like you just knew about the concept. I know the concept, but <laughs> okay. my mom watched it, and I was like, okay. "Okay, so they're just scamming Quantum yeah. Leap." Got it. Okay. They're just using less science and more religion, obviously. Of course, always uh, new things to discover out there. Uh, you know what I've been? You know, what I think society's really been needing these days something that we really don't have enough of. What is that? Streaming services. That's true. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> I've often asked myself, why can't I have more things to not know what to watch? <laughs> So Discovery is to the rescue. <laughs> There's a new streaming service, yet another one, called Discovery Plus. Wow. Yeah. Very creative. How many creative. months do you think it took them to come up with this name? I'm also very mad at them about this name. Now I can't just shorthand D plus for Disney Plus. What a dick move. Oh, they fucked us. Yeah. Also, so does that mean like you're not discovering a whole lot without Plus now? I don't know. Because it means there's more that could have been discovered, but we chose not to. We chose not to because we didn't pay them extra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the only difference is, like, their discovery plus, like, did the D's lowercase. But, yeah. Boring. Anyway, I'm not really sure why this is happening, but apparently they thought it was necessary. Um, it launched uh, January 4th in the U.S., and it will expand globally this year. Later this year. Um, it's four ninety nine monthly for the basic plan and six ninety nine monthly for ad free. So that's cool. Um, basically what this means is discovery owned channels and, and shows will now have their own specific streaming service. Cool. Um, for example, if anybody doesn't know who, what that means, HGTV, Food Network, TLC, Animal Planet, and several others are uh, discovery owned channels. So my 
I really hope this doesn't mean that all of those things are going to now go away from other streaming services. Because That's completely what this because means. Because I'm not going to pay for this. Because otherwise they couldn't really charge, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just Unless not. Unless they're making a shit ton of money from contracting these to other services on top of getting money from people who have it through their service. Maybe. That's the only way it would be worth it, right? I just hope they have enough options to like rotate through. Kind of like HBO Max did where they have... <laughs> things on for like a month and then they got rid of them and they rotate them around to whoever else. Here's the thing. Obviously, I'm not one who's like, oh, I really love these shows. Yeah. And I get there are people who do. Yes. But I honestly can't see enough people being like, I really care about these shows enough that I'm going to go pay for it. Yeah. These are shows that you watch because nothing else is on. Not... <laughs> or because you're like, oh, I don't yeah, want like, to start at, a new show. I'm at grandma's house mm-hmm. for the afternoon. Yeah. And I have nothing to do. And all she has is these channels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On a Saturday I mean, I grew up PM. watching... The only thing I was allowed to watch when I was little was Discovery Channel, National Geographic, and I think the History Channel. But that was before that was all aliens. So, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, the science is there, so... Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, I feel like knowing... I don't know. I I used to like watching shows. And sometimes there's still stuff that's interesting. But for the most part, I think the shows that are on these channels, I could totally do without. Like, I love HGTV, but I'm not going to pay for a service to watch Tiny Home International. You know? Like, that's mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just something I watch when I don't want to start a new show. Or if, like, your parents well, these are, are visiting. these are things that are, like, on Netflix. Like, I'm exactly. not going to go look for it. But if it's there, and if I, it's like, there I'll check it out. My parents are visiting. I'm like, exactly. they'll, they'll probably watch something yeah. like this. Yeah, exactly. I'll put it on. So, the, they do have um, Roku and Amazon Fire TV are already on board for the distribution partners as well as all the usuals like iOS, Android, Microsoft Xbox One, Series X, Series S, um, any Samsung Smart TV newer than 2017. Um, and Verizon is offering 12 months free of Discovery Plus to the same people who already get the deal for Disney Plus Hulu and ESPN, so they're getting yet more stuff, which is dumb. It's the customers have an unlimited plan. Mm -hmm. And then they also signed on with Vodafone, which is a big UK mobile provider, so they're going to have some kind of deal with them as well. So, yeah, in case anybody is, like, super obsessed with Discovery-owned shows, look forward to another bill (laughs) every month. Yeah. Bummer. Well, you brought up Roku. Yeah. Apparently... They are in talks to acquire the rights to Quibi shows that are no longer in existence because Quibi shut down. Oh, so they might be acquiring the catalog or whatever that we were yeah. wondering what was going to happen to. I think there was something along the lines of certain shows had contracts where they couldn't be sold because they didn't, Quibi didn't own them. It was mm-hmm. like they just owned the rights to like show them but they didn't own the show yeah oh right yeah i saw something in this article it talked about how um the part of the contract that says that the shows couldn't be uh shown anywhere else for seven years because of whatever that would not apply if roku purchases them so they would be obviously be able to show them because they would then own them yeah well it's because it would transfer exactly yeah so the the contract would be transferred essentially over to them which would be interesting because then we'd be able to potentially uh figure out a way to watch the rest of those shows we wanted to check out. Yeah, there's some shows that I actually enjoyed on there. Yeah. I just didn't get a chance to finish, so I would be down for seeing something like that. Yeah. But I, we don't have Roku, though, so like I'm not going to go buy a device just to do that. So if yeah. there's like a way that I could watch it through like Xbox or PlayStation or something mm-hmm. or smart TVs, like, sure. But mm-hmm. like I'm not going to go buy a device 
especially if there's a chance that I have to pay for a service. Well, I think the one down our one of our TVs is a smart TV that is 2017 or newer. So that's a Samsung. So I think we should be covered. I don't know what that means. What does well, 2017 have to do? That's with in the list of their distribution partners for gotcha. or, uh, the, the Roku. Um, might be on there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's 2018. Yeah, something like that. Or 19. I know that what I was trying to say is Roku is an app on a lot of newer smart TVs. Mm. So that's all I was trying Yeah. I'm sure it's on Xbox. Yeah. I mean, it, probably everything's on Xbox, it yeah. seems. WB is in the news yet again. Apparently, according to the New York Times, they are planning to have four films each year starting in 2022. Wow. Uh, according to Walter Hamada, who's who runs DC Films. Mm -hmm. They plan to release four films in theaters, not on the streaming service. Okay. uh, And an additional two riskier character films is their goal, which will bring characters like Batgirl and Static Shock as exclusives to HBO Max. Interesting. So it sounds like they're trying to find a formula where they're introducing people to HBO Max with what they're doing now mm-hmm. and then the next year they're going to kind of pull back on those bigger properties but mm-hmm. then have smaller scaled ones that they can use to fill in that need for people to have the service. Yeah. Because if you remember Batgirl was going to be a movie mm-hmm. in theaters. I do I remember that. I think Joss Whedon was actually attached to it wasn't he? Oh I don't remember that but I wouldn't be surprised. I think he fell off of it a long time ago but mm-hmm. That was a property at one point. Yeah. So do you think this is like a move that they're making because of Disney Plus and what they're doing oh, 100%. over there? <laughs> with their, their Marvel shows as and soon Star Wars as shows? As you started, I was like, this is because Disney Plus is, is doing this. They're trying to compete because DC versus Marvel, always. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've already seen WB do this, right? Yeah. The, the Batman spinoff show that obviously hasn't aired yet. Mm, based yes. off the the new Batman movie, yeah, the the was it I don't know, Gotham PD Gotham or something, PD, something yeah. like that, yeah. yeah. That's going to tie into that film supposedly mm-hmm. to some extent. So I mean, they've already kind of started the the plan, yeah, in motion with this. So yeah. uh, it's interesting. And does this? Do you think this means that we're going to not be seeing CW shows after a certain point? Like in a couple of years, you think those will just basically be absent or not relevant to the DC bigger picture? Uh, I don't know if they want to, because that's like, that's their market for people, like kids just watching TV that they're... That's like they're young adults, right? Yeah, they're young adults who don't have access. Really young adults. (laughs) Yeah, they're uh, watching TV or watching shows via cable subscription that their parent pays for. Mm Mm-hmm. So they're just going to be... It's all available. Not to say that there's not people out there who are using streaming uh, yeah, services that, that their parents, pay, parents for. pay for. But there's no extra cost on top of having a regular TV subscription. So. Or the opposite. Yeah. Or we're paying for it. And the parents, and our are, parents using are using it. it. Yes. Yeah. They're well, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. Paying them back for those many years of yeah. <laughs> dependence. Yeah. Um. So I feel like they probably, if anything, will scale those characters to younger characters. If any, but I don't think well, the CW ones will go away. I'm just curious because we're seeing a lot of those shows kind of die off now, right? Mm-hmm. They're canceling a lot of those shows, that, that, those core ones. Like yeah. Arrow's gone. I know they're trying to make a new version of it with different characters. Yeah, but they're cycling them around. They're they're canceling uh, the ones that are existing, but they're yeah, putting like new ones Supergirl's in. Supergirl's gone. Yeah, but they're... Flash will probably be ending soon, I have to imagine. Yeah, 
but they're building, they're putting new ones in that are much younger characters. So I think that they're gearing it more towards the younger audience. That's they have Star Girl, exactly. Yes. Yeah. They got the Lois and Clark show, or Lois and Superman, what the fuck it's called. Uh, there's no way that's going to succeed, it's, right? No, it can't. <laughs> it I won't allow sense. it. I will become the Lex Luthor <laughs> this world needs yeah. to b- make sure that show does not succeed. Yeah. Are they hoping to like get parents to watch that show? I. Well, I don't even... We're not going to have that discussion. Like, but. young parents? Yeah. Maybe. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm like Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I don't know. I taught my kid a life lesson last week. <laughs> I'm a hero, too. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm i just curious if they are kind of, like, now trying to transition HBO Max to basically be the hub for DC. Mm-hmm. We obviously are seeing that with properties coming over from the dc online service Mm -hmm. but now it feels like they're really focusing on it right i mean we're we're gonna get justice league right yeah Uh, the snyder cut version Mm -hmm. you know that's kind of like a big deal especially with the campaign of what could have been after that never existed very true uh and speaking of the justice league (laughs) ray fisher who plays cyborg in that film and will reprise the role in that film yeah uh, has more to say, even after apparently winning this war, I guess, I, against um, the filming of Justice League. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was over. Yeah, I thought it was too, and then he pipes in with yeah. the... Yeah, and I was even kind of starting to take a side, like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. So his newest thing is, uh, he came out and said, Walter Hamada is the most dangerous kind of enabler. His lies and the WB and WBPR's failed September 4th hit piece sought to undermine the very real issues of the Justice League investigation. I will not participate in any production associated with him. So, I mean, again, like we've said, Walter Hamada is the basically guy in charge for the yeah, DC he's films. he's the president, yeah. So... Is this Ray Fisher saying he is no longer going to play the role of Cyborg? Is he saying I'm it's, stepping down on like without saying I'm stepping down? That's what from it sounds like. That character, unless he's thinking that. Like, how is he going to be in a role I, within the DC films? Do you think it's possible that he thinks that he can get like people like get to him cancel Hamada and fire him? He doesn't have that Nobody kind of pull, right? Nobody cares much about yeah. him as a character. I don't and, even think that would happen if uh, Jason Momoa said this stuff. And he's much more popular. Nobody would be able to say, I don't think, yeah. enough to get rid yeah. of. Like a president of a studio? I don't know. That just seems... Like, I, I can't think of one character, actor, who would be big enough to get rid of yeah. somebody in charge of the DC stuff. Yeah. Because none of them are that big Maybe yet. Dwayne Johnson, but... I mean, his movie would have to come out and be amazing. True. Um, but, like, but he's been in everything then, lately. No, I don't, I don't think... It, yeah. I just think the it's, point is, it does seems like a lost cause if yeah. he's if, if that's truly what I, he's thinking he's going to be able to do. Unless he's just like straight up saying I'm not involved anymore. Unless, but it does seem kind of like he might have an ulterior motive. I don't know. No, I I think he's just he's just kind of saying I'm not doing his, this anymore. Sticking to his guns of okay. of the situation because who would realistically be like, oh, I'll just say something like this they'll get rid of the guy in charge and then I'll come back like yeah. no one's get that conceited to be honest right? I'm not even sure why he bothered to say this which implies he's not participating anymore because his actions thus far have made it pretty clear that he wasn't interested right mm-hmm. I don't know it just seems like well again Justice League Snyder Cut is the only thing that he's right 
really a part of currently. Yeah. And I don't know if I he don't had to do... I think he had a contract to I think do he more. Did, did he do any reshoots? I think he did a I little bit. I think he bit. did, yeah. But, like... But they would be done. The narrative right? of that film is there was very little reshoots to be done. Yes. Most of it's just unseen footage that's being used in the film. Yes. I know. Always always some drama. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure there'll be more to that then. I'm sure... WB wants to sweep this under the rug as soon as they can. I mean, I'm sure they're tired of or hearing them talk about them. Like, yeah, WB's getting a lot of negative press lately, so I think they're they're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another piece of negative press they are getting. Uh, we talked about the legendary legendary entertainment group was talking about challenging WB on their decision to release Dune in theaters or not in theaters to streaming. Um, and it turns out they are officially challenging them. They've uh, legendary financed seventy five percent of the budget for both Dune and Godzilla vs King Kong, um, and they weren't prepared for the news. And they want to quote preserve its franchise potential by allowing Dune to prepare, premiere exclusively in theaters. They planned a two part film with the first to lead into a TV series. So apparently there's more news that they're preparing a legal case, essentially, to try to get WB to have to write a reverse decision for Dune. See, now I'm torn with this idea because, like, I completely get where they're coming from Mm -hmm. because they put a lot of money into this and they didn't even have a say in how it was going to be put out after they thought they had a contract of how it's supposed to be put out. Yeah. But at the same time, like, do you want to gamble it getting a full theater release and then failing because people aren't going to theaters or yeah. theaters aren't open. It doesn't... I, I mean, if anything... It's not going to change the date, right? It's not going to now come out earlier if they win, right? It's still going to be so. whatever date they put out. I think it was next year or end of this year, right? end of this year, yeah. It was like it, they, November, I think. They delayed it by a whole year, so it was... Well, yeah, it was going to be December and now it was supposed to be November of this year, I believe. Um, the only thing I can think that they could win... The only way I think they could win proverbially with this is to say if you're going to release it to streaming you have to do pvod so that we can make money from it but like you really it's not a smart move to say you can't release it to on demand you know what i mean i wonder if wb can just be like here's your money like just pay them back whatever they invested right so they can just shut up and walk away yeah (laughs) but then if they do that then they're going to open the door for all of the other movies to say uh excuse me where's mine yeah right like the the wonder woman Mm -hmm. that thing and now all of them yes yeah yeah that's true and on that note wonder woman 1984 was released on hbo max for christmas day yeah uh alongside soul which was on disney plus so they basically were competing on Christmas Day for society's attention, right? Yes. At least wherever the services were available. Yes. Disney Plus, I think, is worldwide. So globally, they had 2.3 million global installs over the Christmas holiday. And they have 87 million total. Wow. Okay. So presumably people were there to watch Soul, right? Probably. If it's Christmas That holiday, or, or yeah. Mandalorian, if they wanted to binge that with family after. That's true, yeah. That aired, right? One of those two. Yeah. Also, potentially, if people were just visiting home or visiting somebody, then they'd, like, install Disney Plus and give it to them to use, potentially. Mm, that's true. So it Sharing could just, and stuff. Could just be a side Sharing effect. Sharing is caring. Yeah. It could be just a side effect of travel, which mm-hmm. not everybody did, but some people still did. Uh, but I guess Soul had a $7.6 million international debut. 
I, I believe that's in theaters. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, that's pretty decent, I think, right? I mean, it sounds that, decent, I but know. I don't know. I mean, that's just for a weekend, I think. So, that yeah. sounds pretty good. Uh, as far as HBO Max goes, their numbers seem a lot lower, but I feel like it's kind of oranges to apples with the comparison. So, they are at 554,000 users signed up for the service. Okay. For that time period, I think, of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a total of 12.6 million subscribers. Uh, of course, HBO Max is only in the U.S. Right. So, that really significantly limits their yeah. user base That's already. That's true, yeah. Or potential user base, I mean. But I'm pretty sure, I mean, it feels like this is a direct correlation with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. 1984, right? Like, what else is there on WB or on HBO Max that came out that people would be jumping on for Christmas? Right. And I guess they said that they had three times the viewing hours of a typical day in the previous month on December 25th. Okay. So users watch three times the amount of content that, that they did typically. I mean, that makes sense. Even if Wonder Woman wasn't on there, just being Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, again, it could yeah. also be like, well, people are sharing it with their family. Like, they, I'm going to see yeah, mom and dad, and my cousins are over, so yeah. I'm going to let them watch some cool shit that I have right. on my service. I'm also curious to know, I wonder if they have the data for um, the percentage of those view, viewing hours that were done using the group watch feature. That would be an interesting statistic for them to advertise. Yeah, because that's like a... I mean, I guess it wouldn't really matter as far as total being watched. But it would be cool to see as far as how much people enjoy it or engage with that tool. Yeah, Yeah. how many people sat down and watched a movie with their family even if they weren't visiting them, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't think we've even used that on any (laughs) service yet. Uh, We just don't have people that care, I guess. I've used it twice. but Well, not group watch, but I've used the Amazon Prime one. The first time it didn't work that well. And then we used, uh, like, a Netflix add-on for another one. But as we said, Wonder Woman was released Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, nearly 50% of subscribers watched Wonder Woman 84 on the first day it was out. So, Christmas Day. Yeah. So, 50% of their subscribers watched it day one. That's pretty Which we just impressive. established was 12.6 million. So, that's 6 million people watched it? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And I don't feel like we saw any issues with the connection to the Mm-mm. to the servers or anything, right? No. I think there was a little bit of a re- resolution drop at one point in the movie, mm-hmm. but it was very short. Right. So they didn't get overwhelmed with traffic, it doesn't seem. So they must have been prepared for it. Right. And then apparently uh, it made, and as far as money goes, they actually found that uh, Wonder Woman made $16.7 million domestically over the weekend for Christmas, even though only 35% of U.S. cinemas are open at limited capacities. So that means, essentially, there were only about 2,100 North American theaters open, and they still managed to make that $16.7 million, which is pretty impressive. And that's half of what was made globally, which was $36.1 million. So that compares with Seoul. Now when you look at the Seoul numbers, it seems a little sad. I didn't realize... Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, at the same time, though, like, it's the holiday time. You're mm-hmm. not... Take the pandemic aside. You're mm-hmm. not getting get a lot of people going to the movies, right? Yeah. Although, I guess it seems like it we... was more of a common thing the last few years. Mm-hmm. But 
given our current year, I don't think yeah. it's that shocking that there wasn't as many people right. going to theater to see these things. No, I totally agree. Yeah, I was just thinking... I didn't really know what seven point whatever million meant, but then when I see that uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman made well, like I said, this was this was apples and oranges because we don't know the exact dates, right? For yeah, all we know, that's true. when they say holiday, they mean like the entire week of Christmas, okay, right? Got Others it. can like the other one could mean like just Christmas Day. Like you're I don't, right, yeah. Well, the Wonder Woman said the stats say they are talking about opening weekend. Um, and the other ones just say over the holiday, and it says debut. So it may or may not be just one day. So you're right. It's not fair to compare them entirely yet. Plus, they're completely different target markets. So it's interesting to see how things performed, even despite the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, those movies, I think their success financially mm-hmm. is going to rely on the international market, obviously. Because yeah. as far as the U.S., it's very minimal. It's pretty much a wash. For yeah. <laughs> getting profits out of that yeah like it's going to be based on the sub- the service itself mm-hmm. you know and getting that that per month from everybody um well apparently the bosses at warner brothers think that it did extremely well or at least well enough to already fast track a sequel um they're they've already announced they're going to have patty jenkins return um to conclude the third installment in the trilogy and so this was confirmed by the wb chairman toby emmerich uh, following the release of Wonder Woman 1984. So apparently they're they're happy with the numbers. Yeah, but it sounds like this was already intended to be a trilogy from the start. Yeah. But then that also tells me, does that mean that there's no plans to make more Wonder Woman after this third film? That's or do good. you think that's going to be based off how well it does, how well the character does, where they want the DCEU to go? There's probably a lot of variables. I Money think, does talk. I so. think if they make another Wonder Woman, they probably would do a new Wonder Woman. Because in the comics, there's lots of different Wonder Women. That's my guess is what they would do as a trilogy with this Wonder Woman. Hmm. And then they would go to one of the other options. I mean, Gal Gadot is kind of a hot ticket No, she's right now. a total... Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think it's a good idea. I mean, that's not what I would do. But I'm assuming if they are... If they don't continue... I mean, we're not going to see this film for at least five years, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be a while. Because she's... Patty Jenkins is... You know, now going Busy to be doing the Disney mm-hmm. side with Star Wars, doing mm-hmm. the uh, Rogue Squadron film. It's weird that um, Hollywood can't find more people because it seems like everybody's sharing the same like ten people in Hollywood. That's kind of I think the problem is. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing that with Disney, right? Yeah, they're basically using their actors. Mm-hmm. They're they have a handful of actors they're kind of using in multiple properties right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, we just talked about how Samuel L. Jackson might be coming back. As Mace Windu, right? True, yeah. Granted, he was in the Star Wars already yeah. before Disney owned them. Yeah. But I'm sure his role as Nick Fury in the Marvel films was an easier way of getting him back for Star Wars. True. If that's true, right? Yeah, that's a good point. And it's only a matter of time before we see one of the official Avenger actors mm-hmm. in a Star Wars property. That's true. I know Brie Larson wants to do it. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. But yes, we need to kind of hopefully expand our yeah. pool of talent. Talent, yes. Mm-hmm. Taika Waititi is a perfect example. Exactly. Yeah. So James Gunn. Mm-hmm. They're basically just using the same directors, it seems, right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. All right. This also tells us too that they had no interest on whether or not 
Wonder Woman 2 was successful. That means that they already had an <laughs> That's kind of what I was thinking. Trilogy, right? Yeah, I think that they there was it was always planned and they were like, well, no matter what the numbers are, nobody has anything to base this off. So there's no yeah. benchmark and automatically we're just going to say, yeah, it was a great success. Here's number 3. Mm-hmm. Seems kind of I mean, obviously, Wonder Woman 2 is very divisive on whether it was good or not. <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot of opinions on that film. So So many. All right, last on our news list. Sony has plans to introduce their PlayStation properties into other media forms, like movies and TV shows. Interesting. Uh, We already kind of knew this, but Media Post reports that Sony Pictures chairman and CEO Tony Vincequera said Sony has 10 total properties that they plan to turn into other forms of media. Interesting. Uh, So they have seven shows apparently in the works and three movies all in development under the PlayStation property banner. Okay. We already know Uncharted is one. Yes. So that leaves two other movies that could be spawning from properties, right? Right. So do you think it's safe to say that Uncharted counts for more than one of those? That they're going to have a sequel? Because the movie or the games have... I don't think they would be including sequels. You in don't those. think so? Okay. That's why I was just curious. I think if that would be like implied that those will have sequels. Individual properties. Yes. Okay. Just making sure. Um, the Last of Us, we know, is getting an HBO show. Yes. So that's one of seven shows right mm-hmm. there. I'm just really curious. Should we expect other properties that are, like, not technically PlayStation, but they're like, they're known as PlayStation games and properties, even though they aren't technically first party? Um, well, my first thought, I don't know if I know this right. I don't know if I know which ones are officially first party and which ones aren't, but mm. I feel like God of War and oh for sure you're getting yeah, a god 100% of war. god of war and uh horizon zero dawn but that would be horizon really, zero dawn would be a would really, be really cool, cool right? it would be it very hard, hard but very you could hard. do that you yeah. could do that yeah maybe if they did it animated or cgi i mean have to be cgi mm-hmm. but like <laughs> well uncharted is going to be the the deciding factor on how much mm-hmm. they're really putting into this right yeah I, mm-hmm. that's probably the safer bet because it's probably going to take less cgi in order to build those worlds on mm-hmm. the big screen right it's a lot more lower budget, I would assume, mm-hmm. but it will determine the quality that they put into their films. Right. So, what are thing? What are some of those options of the not officially first party that you think could be? Well, okay. Well, there we already know that Metal Gear Solid is happening. Okay. I guess my question is, do you think that would be under the PlayStation banner? Oh. Because. Even though PlayStation, or even though Metal Gear Solid is not technically an exclusive, it's kind of known as a PlayStation property. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're not, um, I think you're right, that it could be including things like that. Where it's a gaming related thing that mm-hmm. can be played on PlayStation, but it isn't necessarily a Sony property. Yeah. Or that they have games that they they are exclusive to the consoles, mm-hmm. but they don't own the developer that made the right. game. Yes, that's an interesting point. I don't know. I would imagine they're going to focus strictly on their first party mm-hmm. fully owned stuff first. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think without, like, you brought up a really good point. God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn are probably the two obvious. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder if they are too big of scopes right now That's in true. order to do, and they would probably go something so, like smaller and easier to okay. accomplish. Do you think they're counting Miles Morales in this? Well, I mean, they couldn't, right? I mean, it's. Um, it's a Marvel thing still. I know, but, you know, the whole weird step Marvel situation. <laughs> no, I don't think that would count. Okay. 
because I mean, they already have Spider-Man movies, right? Mm-hmm. And they're associated with Marvel, so it wouldn't be under their other production thing. The, the, here's what's happening. So this is a quote that he said. We have not specifically, we have no specific plan yet, but we have a program within the company called One Sony. You'll be seeing a lot more integration of Sony companies together. This was actually a, a program or whatever concept that was announced in 2012. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Okay. Okay. So I guess where I'm confused is, does this umbrella... PlayStation Productions, which was announced at E3 in 2019 by Sean Layden before he left as a basically a Marvel type studio who was going to make movies out of their games. Mm -hmm. Is that just a part of it or is this taking over as replacing it? Because we've really heard nothing about that studio ever since the announcement. Yeah, that's a good I haven't even heard Uncharted is a part of it as far as I'm aware. But we know that that's obviously going to be under some kind of label for PlayStation, right? Because it's a Sony title for PlayStation. Yeah. But back in 2019, Sean Layden said, We looked at what Marvel has done in taking the world of comic books and making it into the biggest thing in the film world. It would be a lofty goal to say we're following in their footsteps, but certainly we're taking inspiration from that. Yeah. So I would imagine that they still have that concept that they want to build a Marvel type thing, mm-hmm. which then brings up the question, will this all be connected? Yeah. Like the Marvel films? Or are they talking more on a business aspect of yeah. production? Yeah. It's interesting. You can take that multiple ways. Because they do have the PlayStation All-Star game, which is a Battle Royale Smash Brothers type game mm-hmm. with all those characters. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of interesting to see something fucking crazy like that happening. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. It would be like a really kooky, far off concept, but it you could do that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm more intrigued by the fact that they have 10 properties, and I'm curious what the fuck those are going to be. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Detroit Become Human. It'd be interesting. Uh, I think that's another example of a game that they don't technically own the studio. Okay. Um, plus... Given the context of that game, I feel like it would be probably something they wouldn't want to tackle. Right now. Just on a social aspect. Fair enough. Uh, This wasn't all like... This was like a full conversation he had just in general about Sony. Apparently, they also have plans as far as the theater aspect. And they do not intend to release anything on streaming day one with theaters. Their goal is to strictly still be theaters. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said... There could be some kind of modification. The typical is 45 to 90 days. We could see something more like 30 days in theater before it would hit somewhere else. Either POV or streaming itself. Just rental. Yeah, that'd be more reasonable given society. Yeah. Which people have always strived for, right? Like wanting to just have things released earlier after theaters, right? There's really no reason to wait six months anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he said it will allow us to monetize our marketing between theatrical and home entertainment. And you know what? I wonder if this could mean some optimization of these films for viewing on the PSVR. Could be an interesting way to go. Mike, like you mean they, they film some form of a first person concept? Yeah, like, like maybe. Like an exclusive yeah, scene like, that you could get yeah, in Yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a far-fetched idea, but I, I like it. It'd be cool to I try. I like it a lot. Yeah. I just don't think that's a thing. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. 
What I'm curious about, though, is, like, you know, we brought up how many fucking services are coming out with mm-hmm. now. Discovery decided they need to fucking have something yeah. for home decor. <laughs> Where's Sony in this picture? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Sony doesn't have a streaming app. They've got plenty of properties that they could use. Could this pave the way for them to start their own service at some point? Getting these big properties like PlayStation titles yeah, in TV and movie form to then make that kind of thing where, you know, HBO has its DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Disney has its Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Could mm-hmm. we see Sony do that and, and rely heavily on their PlayStation stuff, which arguably is the biggest asset that they have yeah. outside of Spider-Man? Yeah, that's interesting. Which, of course, they have to share. Yeah. So Create yet another streaming service. <laughs> I guess my biggest confusion is why the fuck did it take... 30-something years or however long the PlayStation has been in existence Mm -hmm. to decide to put those things in other properties or in other media forms. I don't don't understand. (laughs) What what were you waiting for? Because uh, not a lot of people make the connection that movies, TV, and games go together, as we've learned. (laughs) Like, it's a a lot of... They're probably... I'm assuming they had probably an older person who was in charge of the company and they didn't think of it as like this they're like we're a gaming i guess it just I mean? my logic is if you if you play video games you likely watch movies too yeah exactly I mean, that might be a big assumption on my end but yeah a lot of people have uh notions about gaming still being a niche market it's not the i know is, i know it's not. <laughs> and i know that we're in a pandemic where theaters are not open in order yeah. to make money but the gaming industry is just destroying as far as profitability on movies and tv like they are doing so much better yeah and this is before 2020 happened mm-hmm. they make insane money mm-hmm. i mean especially with playstation and some of the yeah. exclusive titles oh, totally so it just seems weird that it took this long for them to decide to do something like this. All I can say is, instead of creating a brand new streaming service, I hope Sony just buys one of the ones that already exists. Because <laughs> I don't want yet another streaming service. Or I mean, par- I don't. Because then that means they're going to fucking raise the price on it. Or partners with them. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. Last of Us is going to be HBO, right? Yeah. So I guess you could see, okay, maybe they'll partner with HBO. Maybe. To do that. Mm-hmm. WB. They'll partner with them and get all those fucking content on that service. Yeah. And they'll make money off of just having it there on top of what they get from people going to theaters and stuff. Yeah. I just don't want yet another streaming service, so yeah. <laughs> I'm being selfish here. Okay. it's uh, That's it for our news, so let's get into what we watched this week. Here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it's pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. Nice, we got it back. This time. Yeah, this time indeed. Uh, First up, we checked out this little docu-series about the Heaven's Gate cult. It's called Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults, and it's on HBO Max and came out December 3rd of last year. Um, It's a four-part docu-series, and it talks about the cult and their leader, uh, Marshall Applewhite. It was pretty nuts. I had heard about the Heaven's Gate cult, but I didn't really know a whole lot. I just knew about that they were, like, into aliens. So, <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Well, it didn't start out like that, right? I mean... It... No, not... That's not how the the 
cult started. That's just the only thing I had in my brain about it. Yeah. I remember this from when I was a child. Mm -hmm. I guess I had to have been in middle school. Yeah, probably. Maybe younger. It was elementary. It was elementary or middle. The event happened and was like 92, I think. Okay. so So I would have been like seven. Okay. So I was in elementary school. Okay. Right? Yeah. That's elementary school age. <laughs> I wasn't that advanced. <laughs> and by that, I mean at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I honestly, I don't know why I remember it then because I was younger than you. So I guess... Yeah. I, I mean, I remember this whole... It was like all over the news about mm-hmm. this supposed thing trailing the comet and yeah. that, that the speculation it was a UFO. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't necessarily know about the cult until after... They eventually all committed a mass suicide. Right. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. And, That's the yeah. whole point of the documentary is about yeah. this cult who somehow gained followers. Uh huh. With this idea that they were just in these human vessels, but were truly aliens mm-hmm. trying to get home. Yeah, like the two people that were leaders, they were like, "We're aliens, and we're here to lead you to the next level," yeah. which was like a layer above Earth. And I love their origin story. <laughs> The guy was checked into a psych ward. Uh Uh-huh. And his nurse Uh was like, you know what? I get it. We could do something together. We should start a cult. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, maybe she was was a patient who thought she was a nurse. Maybe, yeah. But eventually they ended up growing enough and they had some pretty extreme ideas. There's a whole castration thing that they wanted oh, to yeah. try out. Yeah. And then they were like, eh, never mind. It didn't work out that great the first yeah. time. Maybe Oops. we won't do we that after all. We were just kidding. Um, also, I fact-checked myself. I was in, It was 97, not 92. So you were a little bit older. Okay. So yeah. I was probably middle school. That then. makes more sense as to why you have more vivid memories of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, man, I remembered a lot for being so young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I know. It was such a weird story, and if you remember anything about it or you don't know anything about it, or you're just fascinated by cults, definitely check this out. Um, I think it... But not in starting cults. Yeah. Don't join it. It's not a good idea. Yeah. It was just so crazy, because it was a lot of footage of the their actual cult, because they, they documented all of yeah, their, like, what they were doing and stuff. And you'd listen to some of these people, and it was just like... It was crazy to see, like, you saw before and after of these Uh people. And, like, some of them were, like, normal-looking fucking people. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, some of them were in there for, like, the entire time, which was, like, 15-plus years. Yeah. They all ended up looking like the same person. Like ogres. They all had, like, the, yeah. They all had the same, like, man haircut and the same, they wore the same clothes. They were essentially just, like. They must not have believed in dentists. I'm not really sure. mm -hmm. Um, It was bad. Yeah. It was very bad. I I feel bad. I honestly, every time we see something like a cult, about a cult, I'm like, how do people join cults? Like, I don't get it. I don't understand where that comes from. Like, yeah, it it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But like, these were so popular. It felt like in the 70s mm. to apparently even the 90s. The 90s, yeah. And so I kind of wonder if it's like cult. I I felt like I wonder if cults never really went away. They just kind of have turned into like an online thing mm-hmm. where. They aren't necessarily these extremist views, but, like, you get that same emotional like need. Like, blind following yeah, situation. Like yeah, like, through a computer talking to people in groups rather than, mm-hmm. you know, in person when that's kind of how it had to be at the time. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess does... in a way is a good thing that it's turned into something, if that's true. Yeah. 
a lot less extreme. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, uh, and this one actually, technically, the two, the pair they met in the 70s, the early 70s. Mm-hmm. So it, they somehow just made it last. And the nutso thing about the cults this. were like the TikTok of the 70s. Pretty much. It seems like they were. <laughs> it was a trendy thing to do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go make a cult gonna, and see how many people I can get to yeah. like my views. Yeah. Um, and the absolutely craziest thing to me is that there are people who were in this cult and did not partake. They had left the cult, but they still believe in the teachings of the cult of that, the, that the leaders yeah. were aliens and that they will eventually get to the next level. Well, like, yeah, there's this one guy who was, he didn't do it cause he had to do something else or some weird shit. Like he that. Was, and then he, he later he on stop masturbating. <laughs> well, that was a different guy. Oh, okay. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so that guy the fucking... They were like, yeah, you're out. (laughs) (laughs) There's no masturbation on Mars, you're out. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But the whole logic just isn't there, obviously, right? Yeah. Their whole idea was like, oh, well, this comet comes at a certain point, it'll be the closest to us, and then that's when we can ascend. Yeah. Well, that point's gone. So these people have this logic that they could still get there doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Super weird. I guess I'll never understand it. Um... I just felt bad for the families. Like, mm. there, there was, like, families were just torn apart because they're, the, the people who joined the, would just abandon them. Yeah, that was, like, part of their teachings. Was there was a, a girl, have... her parents both left and basically uh-huh. just ditched her. Yeah. They just, like, abandoned their child. She grew up, to became an adult. They uh-huh. came back at some point. They yeah. left the cult. Uh-huh. And then eventually they ended up going back. And it's like, yeah. why the fuck did you let them into your life to begin with the first time? Yeah. They, they literally made it clear that... You were less important yeah. than some random ass cult. Yeah, because the leader of the cult was saying you have to lose all ties or break all ties with everyone that you love. You can only contact people in the cult. And even the the husband and wife or whatever, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever the fuck they were that joined, whenever a couple joined, they still were separated, which is super weird. It was very awkward. So this is extremely weird and fucked up, and I would definitely recommend people to watch it if they're interested in shit like this. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna slice this one. I'd test it. Yeah. Um, I feel like it didn't it didn't do enough that you couldn't just get from doing your own fucking research on the topic. Yeah. Uh, the castration story didn't just, do it for well, you. Well, it just it <laughs> it was just so. I, I thought there was times it was just really boring. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they, they focus too much on these people that are clearly just fucking stupid. Yes. Like there, I don't, I know they have like people on there being like, oh, well, you know, nobody thinks they would ever be tricked into a cult, yeah. but like, it's just human nature to want whatever the to psychological, yeah. whatever. That I think was one of the most of interesting parts of it, seeing their like studies that they were doing on people and seeing that. If enough people in a row ahead of you say the wrong answer, you're going to want to say the wrong answer. I'm like, I don't think I've ever feel experienced like that. I feel like you're not the outsider. Exactly. Yeah. There's so many people in the world that feel they're so sensitive to feeling included or excluded mm. that they would answer. And the a wrong lot of answer. these people that, that joined had some kind of big moment in their life that happened, right? Somebody got broke up or yeah. somebody was in a rut and they, they mm-hmm. were feeling like their life wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Like they, they, clearly were manipulated yeah i don't know it it's four hours to basically just reassure that you're smarter than these people yeah so you want to feel better about your life watch this (laughs) unless you're in a cult then you might not feel better (laughs) so i don't know i I would say test it okay if you're you know 
if you grew up with it and you like know and stuff, you probably don't need to watch it. But if you are kind of vague on it, sure, check yeah, it out. Yeah. But again, you could Google anything. Yeah. To get the outcome, if you have true, no true. clue how this ends. Yeah. The only aliens that I'm willing to leave Earth for are the Transformers. Oh yeah. And I don't think that's a possibility. Probably, so. probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to become an animated character. <laughs> But we did get to watch the Transformers Part 2, War for Cybertron, Earthrise, which mm-hmm. is, like another said, mouthful. part two <laughs> of the three-part story that they are telling for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, this takes place right after the events of War for Cybertron Siege. Mm-hmm. It was six episodes. They were about the same, 25 minutes each. Mm-hmm. You can... You can get through this literally in three hours if you wanted to. Less yeah. than three hours. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed in this one. It, yeah. I was really into the first part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out how quickly this one was coming. I was excited. Mm-hmm. This kind of let me down. It felt like that filler episode or two that you get in a really long series. I felt the same way. That I... you're just waiting for the 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 bigger arc to happen in that story that's a really good that's a very accurate way to describe it i I mean same there was some good moments there was a lot of action they did have some really cool battle scenes um they had some great like chemistry and relationship building that they did with some of the characters um specifically optimus and megatron which you would expect based off those characters and their history um, they did some really good stuff. I felt like the CGI was a lot better than it was the first round, mm-hmm. which I loved. Mm-hmm. But I f- it felt so much more detailed and, and vibrant this time around. Probably because they weren't on a bleak Cybertron that was falling apart. Yeah, yeah. But it, I don't know, it, something about like watching the trailer and then getting a really hyped off of what they show in that and then seeing what they actually come out with, it felt like... A lot of underutilized characters, a lot of simple storytelling that that overall could have just been told in a shorter period. Like there was a there's a, a, a I think there was like two or three episodes straight where there's one character that comes in that they fight, and it it's just the same thing for two three episodes. Yeah, coming back and forth. Oh, yeah. he, we thought he was gone. Nope, yeah. he's nope, not. It's not gone. That could have been one episode. Yeah. It was they could weird. have really shortened that down. Yeah. It just felt like they really didn't know where they were going with it. It, it seemed like they knew how to start it, and I guarantee they have a really strong ending. Mm-hmm. But the twist or the hook ending mm-hmm. of this last episode, which is going to go into the next one, I expected that to be what this one was. And mm-hmm. it just, the whole time, it was never getting there. It's like... Yeah. You see this location, you go, oh, I know what that's going to be. And then it never gets to that point Mm -hmm. the entire six episodes. Yeah. But they had some really cool ideas and they had some really cool cameos of characters I did not expect. Mm -hmm. It says a lot of, it has a lot of implications on where this series lands in the entire Transformers universe, I guess. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see where they're going because of the tease at the end. But I just, I... This felt like they didn't know what they were doing for the second half or yeah. second part of this series. Uh, yeah, a lot of this, I think, I agree with you. It felt like um, 
kind of something that's that should have been happening some of the things seem like they should have been happening off screen <laughs> like they're like oh there's a deleted scene with this one mm-hmm. you know and but they just jumbled it all together into one into yeah. an episode so it was kind well, of weird they kind of start with this antagonist that you you get right off the bat mm-hmm. and then that just kind of disappears mm-hmm. and then it comes back but mm-hmm. then it just oh. anticlimactic yeah there yeah. was just no big thrills outside of just seeing some really cool battle scenes between some of these characters. Yeah. It's like a like when a character in a CW show mm-hmm. dies. You know it's not real. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and they, they introduced some newer characters. Yeah. Um, but overall, it, the, the arc was a lot smaller mm-hmm. than it was in the first Siege section of episodes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it really disappointed me that I didn't get more out of this. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I look forward to the full thing to see what my official rating will be for everything but right this portion earthrise i'd have to say for me this was unfortunately a test it i agree i was also a test if you are really into transformers you'll probably enjoy it more well i shouldn't say that because i'm really into transformers i was like aren't you (laughs) did i not know you (laughs) i mean See, I, that's the thing. Is I think it really depends on your personality. If yeah. you, like, love the storytelling, you're probably going to be disappointed by this. Yeah. If you really love just seeing the fucking characters on do screen. what they do, transform, battle, yeah. have their signature lines, yeah. you're going to love it. If you're just here for, like, an action, an animated action movie, essentially, with Transformers as the characters, then you'll be into it. But if you mm-hmm. want to see a good storyline and actually have plot that's useful, then you may be a little disappointed, like we were. Yeah, yeah. So I, fingers crossed that it gets much better with the third one. Yes, because I really, really enjoyed the first one. Mm-hmm. This one was a bit let down, but we'll see. Till all are one good rating. <laughs> okay, and finally, we did watch Wonder Woman 1984 when it came out <laughs> on Christmas. I was negative one years old when yeah. it came out. Yeah. Um, we watched it on Christmas. It's on HBO Max, as we've talked about many times. Um, Wait, where, did, where is it? <laughs> what? The, if you don't know what the plot of Wonder Woman 1984, like, if you don't know what it's about, I don't really know what to tell you, but essentially it's about Wonder Woman living in 1984, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's based on the comics. Duh. And it's the second movie in the franchise. Those are the, the key facts there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, she also was in other movies. She was in Justice League. She was in yeah. Batman vs. Superman. But it's the second one but of her movies. this is her movie. Yes. Yeah. It obviously tells her story. Yeah. Uh, it was very much a one-off, like, from the DCEU. So yes, it seemed completely... It didn't feel like they were even trying to connect anything at this point. Right. Um, I... This was a bit disappointing for me as well. Yeah. I didn't feel like... I think there was so much hype behind this movie that we were all expecting it to be so good. And we were so excited to finally have something to save 2020. Well, I mean, all the critics were like, oh, it's the movie that we needed for this year. I know. And that told me, like, this is, like, a really good emotional movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the first one. That one, it really drew you in. Yes. And this one just felt like it was just... A popcorn flick that didn't know what direction to go. Yeah. It felt like old 90s or 80s even superhero movies. Yeah. Where they it, didn't even care about the like building the characters or the villains. They just... It was just cheesy. Wanted a problem and a solution. Yes. Um, 
Cheetah is one of Wonder Woman's biggest fucking enemies, right? Yeah. They gave her the weakest story in this. Yeah. She she was partially like a sidekick and then mm-hmm. and then she turned into an enemy mm-hmm. and then like it And there was I, not... I can sum up her entire arc in this as a shittier Catwoman from Batman Returns. Yeah. And Kristen Wiig did a good job with this character, but I felt like she wasn't given enough screen time, potentially, to yeah, exactly. to really but do what is necessary. Everybody was great. Gal Gadot was, was wonderful. She yes. did a great job. She mm-hmm. did just as good as she always does. Yep. Um, and also, shout out to the little girl who plays her, her as a in the girl. opening scene on Femiscira. Yeah. That was probably one of the best scenes of the movie. Yeah. It made me wish that we just had a whole movie about her as a child, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, which, I mean, could happen. They could do, like, a, ki- a show about her as a kid or something, you know? Yeah. Um, but the the dumb thing about that is that whole scene, the whole meaning behind what that whole mm-hmm. representation was mm-hmm. and, and the lesson and all that stuff had really no relevance to the movie. Yeah. It felt really out of place and unnecessary. Yes. To tell this story. Yeah. But, like like I said, the, the acting was great. Pe- Pedro Pascal was, was really good at this. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. I just kind of wish that they picked Elaine. Like, either have Pedro Pascal be your main villain or have Cheetah be your main villain. Yeah. I feel like they, they did that thing where they picked too they, many characters. They too many horses. And they didn't need to have them all. Yeah. They they really should have focused on one. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I would argue that Pedro Pascal's character of Maxwell Lord was probably the main antagonist. Yes. But, again, it felt like they didn't really even know where they were going with that character. Yeah, there wasn't enough focus on the origins of the reason that he gets what... The the reason he becomes a villain. There was no... There wasn't really a fully fledged out um, origin or full backstory behind why he gets those. Everything just relied on the presumption of coincidence, right? Yes. It, uh-huh. Everything just... You just have to take it as it is to tell the story. There's no real logic in, like, how things are moving. It's just yeah. so that you know, like, it's just the move forward. Yeah, I just feel like there's some plot points or things going on in the film that need more of a backstory explained or more focus, rather, uh, just to get more details on them. They would make the story more robust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, the plot is the weakest part of this film. Yeah. Um, it, it almost makes you feel like, because I know Patty Jenkins and somebody else were the ones behind this script mm-hmm. this time. And it kind of makes me, mm, maybe stick to the directing. Then. Yeah. It, I read something saying that they, they were trying to go for the cheesy 80s superhero movie. But like, well, were they? But <laughs> here's the problem with that is the, aside from the title, mm-hmm. 1984, and the one awkward mall scene yeah. in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. This film does not feel like it's an 80s film. No, like it doesn't. you don't like you know that they're in the 80s. You see the clothing, you see yeah. the cars, but you don't feel like it needs to be in the 80s in yes. order to tell this story. I agree. I think the only reason they did that was because they were going off of the pyramid scheme concept of yeah. that was high in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? It, yeah. it feels like that's the only concept is Maxwell Lord's character is supposed to represent that pyramid scheme guy. Right. Other than that, this movie did not need to take place in its time. Yeah. And I think the biggest disservice to this film is the fact that it doesn't even 
really give you a good idea of where her character has gone since the first film and where the character goes into Justice League. That's true. So I have to assume that that's not relevant anymore Mm -hmm. and that they're going a different path because, frankly, her motivations, her attitude, the things that she does are contradicting to everything that she stands for in the first one and that she says that she's done Mm -hmm. since that first movie in Justice League. Yeah. So it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, that's true. She's just, um, I think this is meant to be like a, a misstep in her life. Like she, her, what happens to her in this leads her astray and then she realizes it and whatever. And I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's probably a small part of her history. So yeah, it was okay. Just... Well, let, why don't we give our rating Yeah. Uh, for the people who don't want spoilers and then we can get into a little bit of a spoiler section because I do have things I want to say, but I feel like it's, it's obviously going to be a spoiler. Mm hmm. So, what what did you think overall? What was your take? Yeah, um, for me, this one's going to be a slice it. I I really wanted it to, I really wanted to dissect it, but it just wasn't there for me. I, I know I'm just like testing everything this week. Yeah. I, it was a test it for me. It yeah. really just, I was so excited for this, to watch this on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And we did. Yeah. But man, was I disappointed. Yeah. It had some cool action scenes. It had some really cool chemistry yeah. uh, with her and Steve Trevor, mm-hmm. which that even alone I felt like was nowhere near what they did with the first movie mm-hmm. as far as the magic of, you know, fish out of water and the comedy. Yeah. The They had those jokes and all that. But yeah. most of that was in the trailer. That's true. You're right. Uh, a lot of the good stuff was already in the trailer. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really go off of that like like I expected them to between those two. Yeah. Um, and just the whole, again, part of the plot, the whole premise of him being in there yeah, and why he was there and how he was there, it was really confusing. And, and the storytelling was terrible in that aspect. And yeah. it just brought up more questions. So, yeah, I was really bummed out by this. I It was a test it for me. Okay. I can't burn it because I did enjoy parts of it but yeah it felt to me like it could have been trimmed down a yeah. good fuck half an hour i could say this was two and a half hours practically yeah it could have been shorter it really could have been it could have a yeah. lot of it didn't need to be there mm-hmm. i feel you so that's a rating i i do have a little bit of stuff i want to talk spoiler ish yeah <laughs> this is your chance <laughs> if you don't want to be spoiled so just fast forward about five minutes or so shouldn't yeah. take too much too yeah. long. It just there's just a few things I wanted to discuss uh, a little bit further. You brought up you. I feel like you were referring to the stone earlier. 100. percent When yeah. you talked about as far as Maxwell Lord's origins, origin and his, his powers and not powers, yeah. but you know, yeah. So that was completely all over the place, right? Yeah. They introduced the stone, which is basically a uh, monkey paw yeah. storyline, right? Yes. It, Careful what you wish for. Yes. It grants you wishes. At a price. Yeah. At a price. Yeah. And usually it's something that you hold dear is what it takes from you in order to give you what you want. Yes. You know. In Cheetah's sense, it was she wanted to be uh, the biggest apex predator the world had. Mm -hmm. Right? She wanted to no longer be a prey. Yeah. And so she lost her humanity. Yeah. Gal Gadot, I guess, secretly wished that Steve Trevor was back. Yeah. He came back. Yeah. In some weird, awkward situation Ran- where he's in some other, other guy's body. Yeah. Uh, so, 
What? That was what, really what happens to that guy? Is he just non-existent now? Is I think, he trapped in his own body? But I think he just blacked out for however many days Steve Trevor was living in his like, body. There was no real <laughs> logic as to why that's the thing. Why couldn't he just come back as his self in yeah. the world? They kind of dive into like, oh, this monkey Paul or stone thing is from one of the gods. Yeah. It makes sense. Yep. It's one of the gods. And I, they like know. briefly mentioned the name, which I don't even remember yeah, because they said you know, it one time. And so I got really excited. Like, oh, you know, and then funky shit's going on with Maxwell and like, yeah. he's like, his body's like falling apart yeah. as he's making these wishes for people. Yeah. Because he does this convoluted thing where he's like, I wish to be the stone yeah. for wishes. And so now he grants wishes and then now he tricks people into making wishes for for him it yeah did, i didn't quite basically get... because he became the stone he could say don't you wish this and then they would say yeah i wish that mm-hmm. or whatever and, and then it was always he... something to give him some kind of and game he got to choose what he got in return because nope. the stone is like a non-thinking being and it just okay. takes something that you hold dear but he got to choose what he wanted yeah which was a weird thing, a weird loophole. So so what I was expecting was this whole body deteriorating thing was mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, it's bringing the god back. Yes. He's, he's turning into the god yes. or something. Yeah. And he's going to be manifesting this being yeah. of power uh, from doing this. I was expecting and that, that too. And that was like the takeaway was he's now going to basically be enslaved. His body's going to be used for the god mm-hmm. in order to have gotten that power he wanted. Yeah. Which... I'm free if you need a writer for Wonder Woman 3. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't go there. They, you know, they, they underutilized Cheetah. Mm-hmm. Her character was like, uh, I don't even know. It, a very, very small amount of screen time. A throwaway time. character. Their, yeah. their entire battle scene was essentially you saw in the trailer. Yeah. And then There's the other weird more. thing is, like like you said, she's one of Wonder Woman's biggest villains. And they took away mm. her powers. Presumably. She had two wishes, right? Yeah. So in my head... She, which was another stupid writing thing, I will never take away my wish. Yeah. Five minutes later, <laughs> I resigned my wish. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Great writing. Yeah. But she made two wishes, right? The first yeah. one was to be like Diana. Right. Which then in turn accidentally makes her powerful. Yes. Like Wonder Woman. Yes. Okay. Pretty fucking convenient. Yeah. The other one was to be like... An apex predator. An apex predator in Mm -hmm. this world. And so that's what made her physically look like Cheetah. Yeah. She resigned from that wish, which then made her a human again. Mm -hmm. But theoretically, her other wish is just fine. Theoretically, she still has the powers. So then she still doesn't have humanity? That's what I wonder. Not to give or take. See, what was her price for the second wish? She could have a humanity again, but she's maybe bitter at Wonder Woman because now she's... She was betrayed by her right. by by yeah yeah <laughs> by the end of the movie. I don't yeah. know. Uh, they could still work around to keep her around if they mm-hmm. really wanted to. Yeah, true. Again, she was a really great actress, and mm-hmm. she did a great job. Kristen Wiig did a great job in this she fucking did. movie. Yeah. But the character was so fucking dumb and boring. Mm-hmm. It just didn't matter. Yeah, I felt like her character was more meaningful before she became Cheetah. Sadly. I felt like she mm-hmm. had this, like, quirky relationship with Diana and, like, she seemed like a, she could be something, somebody useful with depth. And then they made the transition and it was like, oh, that's all you were going to do? Like, mm-hmm. I, I just feel like there was more to that backstory that they kind of raced through. Yeah. 
and kind of going back a little bit more detail on what I was saying with like this character of Wonder Woman makes no sense compared to where she is in the first one and then where she is in Justice League because in Justice League she says something along the lines of like I had turned my back on man many oh, years right. ago. right, yeah. This whole fucking movie she's sitting there helping people left That's and right. That's true. That's a good point. Left and right. Mm-hmm. She's helping people, right? Yeah. So when did you turn your back on humanity? That's a good point. I forgot that she says that. Huh. So that's presumably not even at this point yet. That's got to be something else. Yeah. Or happened. You get. You know what I mean? Like this movie disrupts that entire story arc. It feels like. Yeah, you're you're right. I was, I was very disappointed, but I still enjoyed a lot of it. I just was so underwhelmed. Yeah, and again, the the mall scene was just so fucking dumb. It was really dumb. It it was literally there. To show, see, she's Wonder Woman and she yeah. has her rope and she does cool yeah. shit with it. And the wink, I was like, ugh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The whole child moment there. Yeah, need, it was weird. That did not need to happen. That was like the only thing that was even remotely like, like an 80s movie. If anything, it just pissed me off that this kid has parents who are just so fucking oblivious to <laughs> raising their child that yeah. their child is walking up to a guy with a gun. Yeah. Just to, to wave to Wonder Woman. Yeah. Who presumably nobody knows exists because she's yeah. been doing this in the shadows. Yeah. Super weird. I know. Anyways. Yeah. It, they they really butchered this. Um, they had some cool stuff though. Like I did like the, the use of the invisible plane. Like it was a cool yeah, that's true. take on how they could do that in this fucking movie. Yeah. And then I guess we learned that she can fly now. I, yeah, that which, was a weird thing. I, I mean, now that I think about it, in the cartoons, I guess she does fly. Yeah, I just never really thought of that. Oh, she's gonna fly in these movies. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense, but the way that they had her learn how to fly uh-huh. was just fucking weird, and yeah, it just felt like it was a really forced. You know what I just thought of right now of why she could fly. When you see the trailers, how she's using the lasso, and then there's like lightning and shit. Mm-hmm. Did that even happen in the movie? Nope. Huh. It did not. I just, that just dawned on me right now. In my opinion, that's a way cooler way of yes, transportation than it fucking, is. fucking awkwardly balancing in the sky. Yes, that was so much cooler. I just realized that didn't happen. Now I'm extra disappointed. Bummer. They just, they just completely butchered her character because she relied heavily on this guy to make her happy. And like, that's not at all what one woman was supposed to be. Doesn't that kind of take away from the whole woman empowerment idea? Yeah, but I think it was just supposed to show her humanity. And how much she... She truly loved ...thrives on love and Whatever, yeah. Because that was the whole premise of the first one, right? It was yes. love was what fueled her. Yes. I don't know. It was a big letdown. Yeah. Easily one of the lower tiers, I'd say, for the DCEU. Yes. And honestly, I don't think it had anything to do with... I feel like it would have been more poorly received if it had been only in theaters. That's kind of why I wonder if they, they shifted this HBO Max, because mm-hmm. I think they kind of were iffy on whether this would make money after the first couple weeks. Yes. Especially with the limited scope of theaters. Yeah. All right. That about does it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you're still here, that's great. If you're enjoying the show, check out our Facebook group, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod, or check out our website, DTFCast.com. While you're at it, don't forget to subscribe, rate our podcast, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast service so we can get some exposure. That'd be really great. Um, You can even send us direct feedback to our email at dtfpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you for anything. And if you want to keep listening, we're going to talk about our gaming news next. Yeah, that's going to be pretty short this week. Uh, Not a whole lot 
So, not just a new year, it's a new month. Mm-hmm. January, Games with Gold for Xbox. King of Fighters 13, January 1st to the 15th. Little Nightmares, January 1st to the 31st. Breakdown, January 16th to the 31st. Dead Rising, I assume that's the original on 360. January 16th to February 15th. Game Pass also has this week on the 5th, Killer Queen Black, which is coming out. Cool. It's a platformer type competitive game. Mm-hmm. Um, PlayStation Plus, this is where you're going to want to play if you have a PS5. Yeah. On the 5th, Man Eater, the PS5 version, is going to be available mm-hmm. on PlayStation Plus. I have that on Xbox. It's a fun game. It's a good 15-hour-ish game. Mm-hmm. You'll probably never touch it after that, but you'll be addicted as soon as you you'll play the game. It's, it, I relate it to Tony Hawk meets GTA. But with sharks. But with sharks. Okay. <laughs> You're a shark. Yeah, got it. Um, it's very arcadey, but also, like, it's hard to explain. Yeah. But it, it's, it's fun and addicting when you play it, but when you beat it and you complete 100%, You'll be over it. Mm-hmm. It's perfect for PlayStation Plus, personally. Yeah. yeah. You'll easily be able to delete it right after you're done. Yeah. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, great game. That's the third installment of the reboot series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greedfall, PS4 game. I don't know quite what that is. I think it might be like a game as service type game. I think it might be, yeah. Kind of like a Destiny type thing, maybe. Action role playing game, yeah. All right. Into our DTF quickies for gaming. The PlayStation 5 will now have a warning when you play a game if it's giving you the PS4 version as opposed to the PS5 version. Yeah. This is a new notice that they have started to do because there were people in the beginning of the launch playing games that they thought were PS5 versions. Ended up they were just playing the port version of the PS4. And then it was like either didn't look good or was causing crashes and glitches and shit Mm -hmm. like that. So, um, yeah, Twitter user... At T-Duck spotted this on the 22nd of December. And now you, when you open up on your PS5, you open up a game and it's the PS4 version. It will say, you're about to open or about to play the PS4 version. Are you sure you wouldn't want to switch or whatever? And so then you have the opportunity to switch at that point, assuming you own it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I don't think I was playing on the PS4 versions, but when I first had the PS5, it did seem a little confusing because it would show the PS5 or PS4 in the info part, but it didn't necessarily have the context of... If you're selecting to go to that one or if you are currently on that one. Mm. So you didn't really know. Got it. Uh, so it's good that they're making that a little bit more clear. Yeah, definitely. Somebody else is getting into the console game. Yeah. They... Guess who? KFC. <laughs> Your very own console Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they they legit literally legitimately made a console that everyone thought was a joke, but turns out it's real. They technically unveiled it the day after the PS5 reveal event, um, and everyone, like I said, assumed it was a joke. I remember that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was taken as a joke. Either think... either it was a joke, and then they were like, "Well, we're going to show you," or it was serious <laughs> to begin with. Who knows? Either way, it's great. Um, so they've created this console. It is a VR-ready, Intel-powered PC, essentially, capable of 4K ray tracing and gaming of up to 240 frames per second. And, bonus, a chicken chamber that literally keeps your chicken warm, so it uses the heat produced by the components to keep your chicken warm. (laughs) Now, this is interesting. Do you think that all that is is the heat coming out from the fan 
is just being pushed into a certain chamber and then that's what's going to heat your chicken? Or do you think I it's think so. literally a functioning processing part of the computer will have heating for you? Because that, wouldn't that fuck, wouldn't that overheat your computer? No, see, I, I think it's literally just the heat that would come off from a normal computer yeah, or has a fan. Yeah, having it guided to you a guide spot. You guide it to a specific location, which is probably heavily insulated. So if you ever wanted chicken-scented <laughs> computer parts... <laughs> Yeah. I mean. Um, no release date or price yet, but man, this is just hilarious. I mean, so. I'm into it. Yeah, I know you are. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, honestly, not. I probably wouldn't use the chicken thing because I yeah. would, would probably be, be scared, scared to yeah. break it. Yeah. Um, you have to use it once. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll try some taquitos in there. I don't know. <laughs> it's got many, many uses, right? Yeah. But this is really cool. I, I, I This is... Do you think it's like a, a limited run thing? It's just like more of a promo thing? Or do you think it would be like a standard product? But if they have people actually if they have people they, actually purchasing it, they'll probably make more. Because it's KFC. They're not going to turn down money. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to find out more information about this. Mm-hmm. Nintendo has actually bought the developer Next Level Games, which made Luigi's Mansion 3 for them. Mm-hmm. which came out, I think, this year. Uh, the deal is expected to close March 1st of 2021. Yeah, there is a like a Nintendo press release or announcement thing on their website that said, basically, the acquisition will facilitate an anticipated improvement in development speed and quality by enabling closer communication and exchange of staff within the ni- with the Nintendo development team. A.K.A. they'll have more control. This will be pretty cool. Telling them what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They won't have to worry about communicating through two different companies. Yes. Also, when I said this year, referring to Luigi's Mansion 3, I was thinking of 2020. I thought so. (laughs) I'm just living in the past still. Aren't we all? I just now realize we are not in 2020 anymore. Yeah. So, yes. That's a thing. Yeah. Another fun thing. uh, Game Boy... There used to be, there was like a lost add-on for your Game Boy that never really officially got released. It was called the Work Boy. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Is that so, like... It was... Kratos uh, just telling... Yes. His Game Boy to do something? Yes. Um, so apparently <laughs> it was an accessory that could have brought PDA-like features to the Game Boy, and that is not public displays of affection. It's... <laughs> personal it's a dating simulator something device i can't remember what it really stands for but um basically address book calculator appointment book uh, stuff that happens on a phone now by default it was like office for a game boy it was like a palm pilot uh (laughs) to a palm pilot pilot. expansion a palm boy yeah a palm boy um it looked like a tiny little keyboard which connect to the game boy via a link cable and it's pretty funny looking it's literally it literally looks like what you described that the guy in quantum leap was holding oh yeah <laughs> thought you were giggling earlier yeah maybe that's what he had maybe maybe he invented um, it it was trademarked in 1992 and of course at that point all of those features were pretty ahead of the curve but now it's kind of silly to think about because like anybody has all of that shit on our phone you know mm. So, uh, but I guess one of the reasons that this accessory was canceled, that the release was canceled, was because of the price. Um, at that point, the Game Boy was scheduled to get a price drop, and by the time they would release the Work Boy, it would have been, had to have been priced, the price would have had to have been higher than the console itself. Jesus. And Because at that point, those features for the, um, I want to say it was like the chip or whatever that they had to use for the processing, was, they, it was so expensive at that point that they 
they couldn't make it cheaper. It was mm. not possible at that point. So then they were like, eh, it's not worth it. It's kind of a bummer. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, also, who, who would have realistically bought that? Who would have really used it? I know. Children it's aren't going to need that. Uh, let me see if I can pencil you in to my What What percent book. of their user base do they think was actually going to need that for a, they, like adult working? They must have thought that they could expand their market by making we it. We could take out those Texas calculator thingies what the fuck those are the called the Texas Instruments yeah the graphing calculators yeah, yeah the graphing calculators we could, yeah. we could completely take over that market yeah kids will bring their Game Boys to school yeah they do anyways yeah but now they could use them in class <laughs> Yeah, so. that's that's a ridiculous thing. Yeah. Oh, and sorry, I said it was going to be much higher, and that was at seventy nine to eighty nine dollars, and uh, so that would have been, pro- I think, the starting price of the Game Boy, which would have been cheaper by the time they released. So it was just just as a basis, so you know how. I'm much trying it to think how much I paid for a Game Boy Color. I bought that in middle school. I don't remember how much they cost, but yeah. more than I obviously made in a day. <laughs> in middle school, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was all my, like, saved Christmas and mm-hmm. got it. birthday funds. Yeah. But I was really cool because I got it the day before it was released because I went into Target. Oh. And they, and they accidentally... didn't give a fuck because oh. there was no internet at the time, so nobody would know if they did that. Smart. So I went in. They had it in the, in the, in the lock display. Yeah. And, and they let me buy it. And you were like, uh, can I have that, please? Yeah. <laughs> Fully expecting them to say no. <laughs> Enough with the Nintendo talk. Phil Spencer, the Xbox god himself, <laughs> uh, has been saying that he's trying to get more production for the current Xbox Series X and S so that people can get them home and play them. Yeah. In an interview with Major Nelson, Spencer said, Xbox is working as hard as we can to get more Series X and S consoles out. He mentioned that he was recently on the phone with AMD trying to get more of the CPU and GPU components to the consoles. Yeah. It's silly that people are like mad. They're like, well, how come you're not keeping up with the man? Like there literally aren't more parts. Yeah. Like, it's just not possible. They're mm-hmm. not like hoarding it in a closet. Well, somewhere. I mean, there's people that just don't know. Like they don't understand like this side of it, right? Like, yeah. Like last night I was playing Warzone with some friends and one of them said that he was trying to buy a Series X and he's like, I don't understand. How are they still not in stock yet? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's, it's. Because, one, you have all these fucking bots mm-hmm. that are being used to buy them so that mm-hmm. they can resell them for more. Yeah. And retailers don't give a shit because they're making their money anyways. Yeah. And, two, it's because the pandemic has really crippled a lot of businesses from their production. And yeah. so they, they weren't able to make as many consoles as they wanted to, which now puts a delay on what they would have started up later in that year yeah to get out so it's it's still hard to find these consoles so it's good to see that they're trying yeah definitely and you know we talked about last week or a couple weeks ago we talked about how there were uh law firms quote-unquote circling cd project red about the whole cyberpunk release situation it looks like somebody's finally pulled the trigger uh the new york-based uh, Rosen Law Firm has officially filed a class action lawsuit against CD Projekt Red due to alleged violation of federal securities laws. Essentially, what they're saying is that uh, they're claiming that Cyberpunk 2077 was virtually unplayable on current-gen Xbox or PlayStation systems due to an enormous number of bugs. So because of that, they're saying that there were false and or misleading statements that people were under the assumption that they would play appropriately on current-gen 
this is all basically traces back to investors saying we're yes. not going to get as much money because now CD Projekt Red's reputation is t- tarnished as well. Well, it's the investors that are suing, yes. right? Yes, yeah, so the this investors. Is, okay, yeah. I, I'm really torn with this whole thing because I understand that on a consumer level, mm-hmm. you're disappointed and you want your money back because yeah. it, in some aspects, does not work properly yeah. depending on the console you have. Yeah. Um, I do think it's kind of exaggerated to an extent on some aspects. Yeah. Uh, but the, you have to take into account there are probably a good portion of people who bought this who are just casual gamers and don't know the ins and outs of mm-hmm. of the production of what's going on with this stuff. Yes. The investors, though, when I read that line that they're unhappy because they won't be able to make as much money now. Yeah. You are literally an investor. Yeah. It's a gamble. Yeah. I don't think you can sue because you didn't get as much money as you wanted to get. Yeah. That's like saying, I'm going to go buy food at a restaurant mm-hmm. and it didn't taste as good as I thought it should have tasted. Yeah. So I'm going to sue them now. Um. Yeah. It's pretty dumb. I, I agree with you. I think when you're an investor in a company, you're taking that risk. I don't think that CD Projekt Red made false statements personally. I mm-hmm. think it was just... Maybe they didn't know the extent to which some of the bugs caused problems on the earlier gen or whatever. Again, you need to keep in mind, too, it's not the developers yeah. who are saying that things are good and this is great and yeah. we are good to go. Yeah. It's the people up above in the company. It's the corporate people yes. who are telling the marketing team yeah. to say, we went gold it's, it's and the, everything's good to go. It's the Gavin Belsons. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Yeah. The developers are the ones getting shafted because now yeah. they have, they're the ones who are getting the hate mm-hmm. because they're the ones who made the game. Yeah. And they're also getting all the grunt work to fix the problem that they didn't have time to fix. Pre-launch. Pre-launch because yes. of whatever reasons, whatever yes. variables, the pandemic or mm-hmm. the scale of the game was bigger than they thought it was going to be, you know, or problems with some of the engine not working, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Again, it all falls back to this game is going to be fucking just fine in a few months when yeah. they get it all worked out. Yeah. People will probably buy it again. Yeah, you're going to lose a good portion of stuff. But as far as the investor side, I feel like it's a bit ridiculous. Like That's like buying stocks and then being upset yeah. when they don't get what you thought they were going to get. Yeah, exactly. That's not a thing. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that. So I think this is a bit hasty. I agree. Well, that's about it for news this week. Yep. That is about it. It's been real. We appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget to check us out on our Facebook group, uh, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at DTFPod or check out our website, DTFCast.com. Feel free to share any of those things with your friends or people you think might like us. Um, Please leave us a rating or review on a podcast service, ideally iTunes, and let us know how we're doing. We would love some feedback. You can also send us direct feedback or content requests or suggestions to our email at dtfpod at gmail. Hit yep. us up. And we have a couple games that we've been playing. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll we'll eventually get to talking about Immortals Phoenix Rising. Yes. And updates on Warzone have happened. So I'll probably talk a little bit about that aspect. Oh, you play Warzone? I've dabbled. <laughs> That's weird. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about that before. Yeah. Are you... <laughs> Are you implying that I talk about Warzone like people talk about keto or being a vegan? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's fucked up. I don't know if you heard, but I play the Warzone and... Uh, How many W's do you think I got last night? 
To be fair, <laughs> I wake you up yeah. to tell you how many I got. I know. So that you can see how successful I am. Okay. <laughs> and it turns you on. Oh, yeah. It works. <laughs> I mean, we're getting more W's. All right. Well, on that note, until next time, everyone. Yeah. I will never talk about Warzone ever again. So scratch <laughs> that. You will not know what I think of the new map and updates. You can't take that away from people. Mm, well, you just did. I didn't do that. You did that. Nope. That's episode 74 of Dissecting This Fiction. Bye bye <laughs> <laughs>